What's up, my booger? What? Dude, what's you happening? Sound really fuzzy. Oh, that's I can good. barely hear you. Um, it sounds like you sound like a robot. A robot? That's no good. Yeah. Is it staying the same way? Uh, uh now it's better. Oh, good. We just had to establish the satellite connection between countries, between between the worlds apart. We are so. <laughs> so how you been, man? This is uh so awesome because I haven't spoken with you in like you know. What, three, Audib- three or four years? Yeah, audibly. Uh, but you you mean you sound exactly the same. I don't know what to expect, but uh, you sound exactly the same, and that's kind of refreshing. Well, you know, things. Uh, some things change and some things don't. I guess location's one of them. Sure. And, uh, my, my voice, obviously, I haven't grown anymore. I went through puberty once. I don't think there's a second time around. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, dude. Well, I appreciate you doing this, and, and I appreciate you being on the podcast, uh, trying to stay with my my system of not forgetting to introduce people. So I know you as LJ. Uh, I've called you LJ for a long time, but uh, Joe... Well, not only that, but there's a lot behind that. There's uh, Little Jerusalem. There's Lord Justice. There's Last Judgment. Last Judgment is always my favorite. I mean, you know, I have, I have there's many ways to call me, and not all of them are wrong. <laughs> Many of them are accurate. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Joe Esteban, dude. Man, the myth, the legend. Oy. Hell yeah, dude. All the way uh, from uh, the, the Asian Pacific, if that's yeah. what you would call it. Where are you at in Japanland? So I'm in Tokyo. I'm at the very southern part of Tokyo, um, right before you hit a different prefecture um, okay. in Japan. So it's, well, not prefecture, but um, like they're called wards. They're divided into like weird, like the whole division of the country is so strange here as far as names go but um i'm basically right above uh where they make a lot of ramen like instant ramen (laughs) okay cool the cup ramen noodle factory you're right above uh, maruchan exactly actually is it really yeah oh that's so funny because i just know from the labels well (laughs) you're definitely not wrong well that's fantastic so yeah when things piece together on accident yeah, I mean, that's basically what my entire life has been. It's you sent just... me the pictures the other day of the, the strange ramens that have come out, and it was like apple pie and fucking sour cream and onion Pringle ramen. Yeah, dude, it was, it's, it's fucking weird out here. They're, they get so creative with some random like, shit. <laughs> like, like, there's so many different kinds of Kit Kat flavors out here. You wouldn't even, like, there's like potato-flavored Kit Kats. That's very interesting. I've had like the green tea ones and the the white ones, but nothing like potato. Yeah, that's the that's the normal. That's like the um, the normal like uh, the go to like weird flavor if you go to. So like they're like, oh, let's make something interesting. Okay, we'll make potato flavored ice cream. Sounds great. Really? Yeah. It's that kind of that kind of stuff out here. So like in in the U.S., you see things like uh, like you know like wasabi uh mochi or whatever like that's kind of weird but like out here when it gets weird it gets weird it's like oh here's uh squid uh squid parfait whoa that is weird yeah there's there's some strange like they have so much fun with food out here it's actually like it's really refreshing because like i don't get bored of the food ever out here hmm. and like you know like i i come from like i went to culinary school like you know i worked in restaurants for god knows how long um right and so, like, food for me is, like, really exciting. And so I'm in a great place to kind of, like, uh, facilitate that. So, because I've had this conversation, like, this is the third time in, like, a week. 
and Japan apparently is like the land of strange flavors. Uh, but it's like, are vapors big out there? They have to be big. Vapors are big everywhere, right? Vapors? Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like for like tobacco? Yeah, the smoking vapors. Oh, please. okay. So that's interesting. That's a good. That's a good, that's a good topic. Um, so the whole vaping thing out here, mm-hmm. um, it's actually to get like the vapor device and like the vapor liquid itself is fine, but you cannot buy the actual vaping liquid if it has nicotine in it. Okay, that's really strange. So the stuff you see and they buy here is literally just a commodity. It's just to like look like a badass if that's what you want to look like. Fifty um, percent <laughs> of it. Well, yeah. So that's half of it, and then like, like so yeah. So there's a whole like taxation on the 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 nicotine, nicotine and alcohol tax out here is like outrageous. Um, ta- hmm. Tobacco not so bad, but um, alcohol tax is pretty crazy. Like for example, um, like a regular beer. Um, uh, you know, you'll pay probably like around two dollars for just like a simple three hundred fifty milliliter can. Okay. Um, and that's like that's like buying Asahi out here, and that's like the Budweiser of Japan, right? or of a uh, yeah, exactly Budweiser of Japan. Oh, like at the store? Yeah, yeah, at the store. It's it's not cheap. Oh, damn, that is uh, no joke. They do have like this weird caveat alcohol called Hapushu, <laughs> which is like it's not made using um, like a hundred percent barley or wheat or whatever. Or malt. It's not malt. So they tax it. They use it. They, they use things like corn and other unconditional okay. b- beer ingredients. And they make um, like a cheaper alcohol. So you get like this really cheap beer flavored alcoholic beverage. Hmm. And uh, that's like the one drink that all the old men at the convenience stores go to. And right. Because it's cheap. It's cheap. And it gets you really where you need to be sometimes. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, so as far as the, the vaping thing goes, um, vape is not a thing out here, a, a big trendy thing. Um, that being said, Japanese people love their nicotine. Like, they love it. Hmm. Um, it wasn't until recently that you could still smoke indoors. Um, in some places, you still can. Wow. And, like, restaurants and stuff. Um, but they have, like, two different kinds of... Ba- well, I mean, like, you have the regular tobacco, right? Like, the regular cigarettes, like, the stuff you burn. And then recently, sure. in the last couple of years, they started this. It's made by Marlboro. It's called Icos. And okay. what it is, is like, it's like, mm, I don't know. It's like, a, it's like a, it looks like a vape, but it's not. You actually insert like a paper cigarette, a regular cigarette into like a metal device that heats it without actually like causing fire. So there's no like combustion happening, but it is enough to extract steam from the moisture in the tobacco leaves and nicotine. And it's supposed to be that, the, the healthy option. That is bananas. Yeah. Um, and actually, <laughs> recently, I've seen that more than actual paper cigarettes. Or the, well, the reason I keep saying paper cigarettes is because the word for cigarette in Japan is tobacco. But they say kami mm-hmm. tobacco, which means paper cigarette. Okay. And so that's why I keep saying paper cigarettes because I can't connect my brain the right way anymore. Well, when you have like a, a cigarette additive device i guess you have then you have to start differentiating between the two yeah paper or burning cigarette or vapor cigarette yeah they call it they call it vapor pod they they literally if you translate it it's called electric cigarette out here that makes perfect sense yeah that is bananas yeah so we have so the electric cigarette market is uh actually becoming much much stronger than um the regular cigarette market because um because I mean, it's it's deemed to be healthier, and right, it's like the diet version. And I'll be on. Well, yeah, diet. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like I actually do use the this electric cigarette, 
And mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I've smoked for a long time and I quit for a while. And then I, you know, I came here and it was, I was just walking through a cloud of smoke all the time. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, might as well just start again. So I did. Um, but I also have asthma because I'm that kind of person that's just kind of an idiot. Um, well, asthma is not like you made a bad decision. Yeah, but I, I made the, dis <laughs> the decision to smoke while I have asthma. Sure. Yeah. So either way you look at it, that's, you know, kind of stupid. But anyway, um, since and like for a long, yeah right, and for uh, a long time, like I was having trouble like breathing just because um, you know the cigarettes, and that was something I was just living with, and I would have to buy medicine and keep up with like myself, um, mm. and that like medicine itself is expensive, but um, this is a whole nother topic, but we'll talk about it later. Is like the health insurance out here, um, right? But yeah, I've I've noticed an actual huge um, change in like my ability to breathe just because of this like change in uh tobacco igniting property or you know burn versus sure electronically heat <laughs> so i love doing this because i don't play anything out and i never have know how things are going to go and like i already am fucking completely in the reeds and not never would have guessed we we're going to talk about throwing a fucking smoke inside a device and then vaping it well neither <laughs> but it, yeah it makes a lot of sense like and something that like my uneducated self has said for a long time is like you know cigarettes obviously are harmful to you and then there's a bunch of weed smokers that say like weed is healthier for you yeah. and i think that there's definitely some arguments to be made there but my argument has always been if you light something on fire and then breathe it in that's inherently unhealthy oh, yeah. any way you and, look at it it's not good for you yeah and in small doses sure everything can be argued but if if something is literally on fire and you huff it whether it's insulation or refrigerator or a fucking campfire like it doesn't it's not good for you especially over a long period of time so yeah it's very interesting that they well, i'm gonna say you guys you know japan has figured out a way to extract the goodness from a cigarette via this device and you know eliminate a lot of the the bad from lighting a fucking dried plant on fire and sucking it into your lungs yeah right and so but it like, it's just like, it's simple things like that, that like, you know, people overlook. And I think like, you know, Japan has a tendency to like, look into those too much sometimes, but in a good way. I think it's beautiful. It is. Yeah. And it's, it almost seems German to me because Germany has like this history of like, oh, I see you do this. Well, we're going to do that, but we're going to invent our own way to do it. And it seems like Japan has taken this vapors thing and they're like, oh, I see what you did. You just made a vaporizing pod and a battery thing that just gives you straight nicotine via steam or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And they're like, that's interesting. But what we're actually going to do is take a fucking cigarette and then plug that into a device and then make the same thing happen with 10 times the amount of work. But that's a really interesting thing to me. And I had no idea that these things existed. Yeah. And so here's, here's interesting, um, an, an interesting thing is like this. So this device was like created in using japanese culture right and uh okay or japanese technology i'll say um and it is now actually you can get it in canada and almost all of europe but for some reason not the u.s that is interesting yeah so you can look online and like i'll send you a link or whatever like with the spelling and stuff and if you want if you're actually interested you can look into it and see um i wrote it down twice I it's i yes yeah, so it. it's iqos i would have never gotten that i got a c and a k well nice try but, uh, <laughs> Damn it. well, you know, um, but it's funny. It's, it should be, it is originally an analogy for, is that the word analogy? Sorry, dude, my English is going to be like, kind of like off here. Um, you're on fire so far. Uh, I Q O S stands for I quit original cigarettes. 
Whoa, that's so and funny. Yes, cigarettes. <laughs> or, with the yeah, house. right? <laughs> and so that kind of like, and dude, okay, so another thing is like the fucking English translations for some things out here are so bad sometimes. Like you'll see like on like a menu, like uh, roasted duck stew, and it'll be like explosive duck, like like ex- exploding duck soup or something like the literal translations are so funny sometimes and then there's people walking around in the streets with like shirts like with words and shit written in english they have no idea what they're saying like like i fuck honey it'll be like what the fuck do that you even know what that so means funny. it's like no no you don't no yeah i saw a lot of that when i was in vietnam and i my biggest regret of that trip was not taking more pictures and it was like i mostly noticed it in knockoffs so there's like the juicy couture and that that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you would see that same sort of like writing and styling, but it would be like juicy butt <laughs> or like everybody likes a like, juicy butt. <laughs> it's like I see what you did here because it was juicy cooter, juicy couture, juicy couture? on the back. Juicy cooter. Let's just go back to that real quick. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is. I barely know what's happening in my own country. But to travel outside and to see like the the mock translations and it's like you really have to be currently involved and a master of two languages in order to translate. And then even that is still debatable. But it's like, you know, if you plug something into Google Translate one word at a time, it's pretty accurate. Two words at a time, it's way less accurate. Anything past three words and the accuracy goes to like 40 percent. I will say, okay, it's really difficult. When I was in uh, when I was actually studying it here, I graduated recently. Um. I uh, well not recently but May of 2020 the most lovely year um like uh I graduated from uh, what? college I so the reason I came out here in the first place was for a college so what we've already like sidetracked so many no, times it's all good. uh let me just round up my vapor thing okay, okay, okay like okay, a yeah. 10 minute vapor Let's do the vapor uh, my whole this whole thing started off with a smart ass comment of like I was hoping that Japan is so crazy with their flavors that they would have intriguing vapors flavors like jalapeno cheddar or sour cream and onion vapors. Uh, well, okay, so is that a thing? They, I mean, I'm so for this Marlboro like Icos brand thing, they try to stick to like you know you have your menthol, you have your tobacco or your your regular flavor, and then you have like some other flavors that are just like you can see like you know when you buy a cigarette like a new you get like a Newport or you get like a whatever grape essence flavor um <laughs> sure uh, but for like the non-tobacco ones do they have wacky flavors uh, i think they do i know i don't know i haven't spent much time looking into that because i don't really use it um but wow. but Podcast i will say <laughs> i will say for the icos <laughs> they do have like certain levels so you have like your you know your your regular like tobacco flavor and then your mint and then like whatever they have like multiple levels of just regular tobacco. It's not just like, oh, this is cigarette flavor. This is this is rich cigarette flavor. This is refreshing cigarette flavor. This is just got out of the shower okay. and wiped your ass with a mint leaf flavor. So like, I don't know. they're getting yeah, yeah. So they have so many different levels. And I do want to actually emphasize on this Icos thing again um, to say that they have like certain stores in parts of Japan where um, you go and it's like this 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 Icos brand store only. And, uh, okay. So for example, I went for the first time, uh, probably like a month ago and, uh, you go in and the, the, the man at front greets you and in, in current situation, you know, they spray your hands with alcohol, they take your temperature, whatnot. Um, hmm. and then he offered us tea. He said, would you like a, would you like, would you like okay. warm tea or would you like cool tea? 
Um, what is a cool tea? Like, oh, yeah, cold? Sorry. Iced tea. Like, like a, basically okay. a bottle tea. Sure. Um, and so, you know, I got, you know, we got tea and then went down and sat and they said, would you like to try any flavors today? And I was like, okay, yes, I would like to try this because I was going in because I just like, I'd never been there. I wanted to see it. And like, I was like, okay, this is cool. And, but anyway, the whole, to round this whole shindig up, um, it was like, it was like going into buy a car and they were giving you like the service. Um, this right. like, oh, I'm going to make you feel like a God because that's what you are when you, that's when very you come cool. to my store. And this, granted, this is a tobacco store, you know, like this is something right. that in America is like, if you smoke, you kind of look a little shady sometimes, right? Like some people have that, um, that thought process. It's increasingly like culturally that, that is increasingly the, the statement and they're, you know, pushing the smokers far and farther out where you can't smoke within 20 feet or 40 feet of a, any entrance to any building. And then there's cities like Walnut Creek. You cannot smoke on the sidewalks or in the public of Walnut really? Creek at all. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is like, I don't smoke. I think it's I find the fucking smell repulsive. It clings to everything. No, I it's, it's it. terrible. But it smells terrible. If, if you're walking down the fucking street, you should be able to smoke. And if it bothers me, I'll fucking go across the street. I've been doing it my whole goddamn right. life. And so, like, that's, that's, I mean, that's another thing. So, like I said, like, recently, um, like, smoking indoors was pretty normal out here. Everywhere you went, coffee shops. But they usually had, like, a separate room where people would sit in, like, restaurants and you could smoke while you're eating or whatever. Makes sense. Um, yeah, and, like, you know, they, they made sure that, like, you know, if you have kids, like, it's really suggested that you don't smoke around your kids. So, they had, like, signs. Really suggested. really suggested. I love that way you phrase well, that's, that. That's, that's how my <laughs> mind works now, man. Like my English is like so. I'll, I'll be talking to my mom and I can't remember words in English, and I'm just like I'll ask like my my wife, who's just like I don't know how to say it in English. Like, why are you asking me? And so, and like I just there's just so much I've forgotten. And uh, anyway, so like recently in I think April of last year, they decided that um, smoking indoors is not. Uh, like chain restaurants and stuff you can't do it anymore so like if you were to go to like because in the past you could go to like a starbucks and you'd be able to smoke indoors with you know a separate room um and they just recently changed that um and so now so it's chains you can still do it like uh, yeah mom and pop places for sure and then like uh like and they they have they have like designated smoking sections everywhere i will say they are super strict about walking around smoking on the street that is totally bad out here yeah. Weird. So they want if you're going to smoke outside, they want you to go into a allocated space which is actually quite luxurious most of the times um where you can smoke. And they're everywhere. So it's not really hmm. a problem. It's usually like right around where the train stations are, or right around where um you know, you go. Because out here like cars are people have cars. There's a lot of cars, but the majority of the population travels by train or bus. Um, sure. And so, like, you know, it's not a pain in the ass if you want to smoke a cigarette somewhere. Um, and, you know, you'll see the older generation hmm. of, like, old men who are continually, they don't stop drinking, um, first of all. Um, <laughs> and uh, they'll be they'll, they'll still, like, walk around and smoke on the street. So that's, I mean, it's kind of like a generational thing. But, you know, you'll see people practice. So is it, is it, like, like, uh culturally frowned upon or is it like law that you can't um, depending smoke? on where you live in japan it's law um i don't know much about i haven't lived in like the countryside i've spent a little time mm. and out there it's kind of just like everything's free form you just kind of do what you want you exist um but it, i think that's pretty accurate for most countrysides with most yeah. laws 
but in Tokyo and in like the surrounding cities, um, like Tokyo, Yokohama, um, those areas, it's, it, you can get fined on the street if a cop decides to. Um, okay. I will say like one time, like when I first came out here and I was trying to get, like, you know, I was adjusting. So there was a lot of uh, adjustment periods going on. Um, sure. Like I was riding, <laughs> I, I bought a bike out here and I was riding my bike and like, also, um, public drinking is legal, but we'll touch on that later. Um, I was I was riding my bike around. I had a few drinks. I was smoking a cigarette, and I didn't have the light on my bike. It was like midnight or something, and a cop stops me. And at this point, when I first came to Japan, my Japanese wasn't too hot. So, uh, like, he starts mm-hmm. talking to me. He's like, hey, let me see your, your visa, and, like, let me make sure that you're first illegal or legal or illegal. Sure. And... Uh, and then he looks at my cigarette and he says, you know, that's not right. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and so I put it out and then he said, Hey, your, your bike light's not on. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. So I was breaking like three or four laws at that point. <laughs> you just fucking yeah, I was derelict. Just like, I was and, and like, I was, it, it was, it was ridiculous. And so he looks at me and he says, Oh, okay, well turn your light on and get home and be safe. And that was it. They're, they're so fantastic. nice out here too. He's like, just be safe. Just get home safe. And like, you know, just turn your light on. Turn your bike light on, please. That's yeah. awesome. And so, yeah. So the tobacco thing out here, um, just to, I guess, wrap it up, is um, it's changing slowly. It's still a very deep part of the culture. And they take, like, they treat it like coffee out here and, like, fine wine. They really do. They value people who smoke. They don't value, but they do They do take hmm. into consideration that they are human beings. And they're not just, like, pieces of shit that grew up in a garden. Right. It's funny to like you know hear the perspective of you know you living there because it's as an outsider it seems very traditionally japanese to me like hey smoking is bad we need to isolate it you guys can't smoke on the on the walkways in the public but we'll give you these lounges everywhere and they're like the fact that they make them nice yeah. areas is very inviting it's like you have this habit so do it here and here's and that they're accessible like that seems very respectful and that kind of seems to be like an overwhelming theme with like, yeah the place. um yeah i mean like and also like i'm sure you've heard like it's it's clean like japan is very clean um and mm-hmm. i think part of that the reason for it being so clean is because people care about um where they live it's like don't shit where you eat and like if you shit where you eat then clean it up sure and so right. that's 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 part of the culture that i think i really fell in love with and that's why i just i just want to stay it's a different mentality yeah. for sure. I mean, Absolutely. like, I'm, I'm definitely but not it, aside like shitting where I eat, but it, like, as long as I do it like cleanly and sterilely, then like, you know, by all means, like blow mud wherever you need to and just make sure. Yeah. Within reason. Be yeah. conscious about it. And so, yeah, go on. So, oh, I was oh, going to say, we, we briefly oh. touched about like the public drinking thing because I was telling you, I was like riding my bike and I was like nice and sauced up. Um, yeah. Another thing sure. that would kind of surprise me when I came out here was, uh, you can, there's not really any limitations to where you're allowed to enjoy a, a nice cold beverage. Um, oh, yes, that, you mean booze? Um, okay. And so, like, you can, you can go to the convenience store, you buy a beer, you step outside of the store, crack it open, and just go about your day. Um, and okay. so, like, I, I don't find Retreat. myself doing that particular thing because often I'm going to work. Um but okay. I do see, like, I, I touched on the older generation. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, old men, will you'll see them outside. They'll be drinking a, a canned highball at 8 in the morning, getting their day started and getting ready to go. 
Um, and that's normal. I mean, like, that's just like part of the culture. Like alcohol is not seen as like a poison out here, even though like, I guess it is, but, um, it's, it's seen as just like another a, a part of your daily life. So working it at the bar that I work at the bottom of the fifth and having been there for five, over five years and working day shift, morning shift, night shift. One of the things that I've learned is, and it's generally in the older crowd, but not exclusively, is there are an exceptional amount of blue collar workers that drink in the morning or on lunch or during work. And I learned this working with my dad, uh, but my dad is very much like myself where he frowned upon it and didn't like it. But I saw these guys doing it, slugging, you know, Modelo's and yeah. on lunch break. Uh, or Budweiser's or whatever, like insert skin color here. The white guys are drinking Bud and the brown yeah. guys are drinking Modelo's. Um, but it, it's like, it's funny because it happens and it's it's a regular thing. And it's not everybody, but in America, we pretend like it doesn't happen. And it's like this big shadowy secret, like, oh, don't don't day drink. And it's like, hey, man, if you run in a tavern and you guys open up at have 6 30 in the morning, there's fucking, there's fucking people there. And some people have to go to work and some people don't. But like, the shade that we throw on those people is like, it's, this is happening. And if you want to pretend like it's unacceptable, that's one thing like smoking, like people smoke. Do you want to pretend like it's not happening and just villainize everyone? Or do you want to accept the reality that people smoke and deal with it appropriately? But it's, it's not acceptable here, but I'm, I can fucking tell you it's happening. The guys that are building your house, some of those guys are drinking. Some of those guys are drinking all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's it is part of life. And it's I guess it depends on who and how you see it. Because I know I know sure. that like, you know, there's there's times where I definitely just like, you know, what, like, I'm at lunch with my boss. And it's just like, man, I feel like having a beer. And by all means, have a beer. Right. It doesn't mean you're gonna get sloshed. It's like have a that's beer. That's fantastic. And so right. yeah, I mean, that's like, it, it's such a cool I just think on some things, they're so more like down to earth. Um. And they, 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 they kind of look away from taboos in Japan on some things. Like, there are some things that really need to change out here um, that I think America has the upper hand on. For example, like the LGBTQ stuff, um, okay. that kind of thing, I think is a big issue out here. It's not like people are aggressive towards that kind of, you know, that, that, you know people's decisions, but they're very uh, tunnel vision here. As the way, you know, thinking about hmm. how um, a marriage should be or what, like, you should do. There's there's a lot of tunnel vision with that. Oh, sure. I, I, not that they're similar, but they're on opposite ends of the planet. But when we were in, when we were going to Vietnam, in the Philippines, we were told when you go to get a hotel or a hostel, just lie and say you're married. And some guy went as far as to say, like, get uh... fake rings. But... There wasn't an issue with it. And then when we got to Vietnam, we would check in with separate passports with uh-huh. separate last names. You're talking and about we, you and Jennifer. We right? would ask for one room. Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if it was, Sorry, I wasn't sure if it was four you years or ago. whoever. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to say. Not married I, to my brother. Know, man. Not married to my there. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. But we would, we would go to check in. Occasionally, we would get two-star hotels. And we would check in with separate last names. And we would ask for one room. And it was like. My Vietnamese is absolute garbage. I know 15 words. That's more than And me. their English <laughs> is, a, yeah, well, their English is abysmal, and I don't blame them for that. But trying to communicate was difficult. But you get one room, 
and there were some raised eyebrows and some pauses and some repetition. And then we would get one room with two beds every single time. And it was like, we weren't married, so we weren't supposed to be in the same bed. So there was some of that like traditional, like, and that's even like with man and woman. And like, you guys aren't married. You guys can't be in the same fucking bed. So I don't know what it's like to be. I wasn't able to communicate with enough people. Like, what's it like being gay in Vietnam? But it's that there's pros and cons to everywhere. And, and, you know, the U.S., well, California and the Bay Area in particular is kind of like leading the charge on all that. It's it's that's definitely one of the nice parts. The bad part is it's illegal to smoke in Walnut Creek. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you you have you have your profits and losses, I guess we'll call it. Um, So also. Yeah. And I like too. like, oh, go on just real quick. I like, I just moved to Fairfield oh, cool. from Berryessa and sometimes we will go on walks and I like when I'm walking to the beer store, which is like two blocks from my house, I want to yeah. have a beer on my walk there. Or if I take the fucking dog out, like I want to grab a pint and just go for a walk. And I used to be able to do that in Vallejo. We would drink beers on the way to the Safeway to grab beers to come back home. And in Vallejo, there was no cops. Nobody gave a shit. Fairfield's pretty similar, but like it sucks that. I'm on foot. Like I want to be able to consume a beverage right. while I'm and walking. And I there's makes me nothing feel like a bad greater guy. than walking around at night and just like enjoying a nice brew. It's so that is right. like that's I like the that. epitome of peace to me. Like in in like your mind. There's that. Like having a, a walk, especially I'm a night guy, so fuck the mornings. But having a nice like late night walk with a, a beer, maybe a dog, maybe a girlfriend. And then the other big thing for me is like I love to have a beer oh, and yeah. have food. So yeah, lunch and man. dinner. Like that's it's it's like it's like you know, like when there's not enough salt on like a steak and you eat it and you're like, ah oh, man, this needs something. The beer is that with food. Or you it's know, just a little bit. You know, a nice drink. Yeah. It's just that little that little what do you say? It's like the, the peanut butter in your peanut butter and jelly soup. It's perfect. <laughs> it's everything you can ask for. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because you and me are the only people that knows what that you know, means. And that's, and that's fantastic. You know, and people who don't know what that means, then, you know, I'm sorry, but you're missing out on some real, some real rich sorry. culture. You, yeah, you should have been. should have been us. I had a, a Facebook post recently and it was like, what's your favorite soup du jour? And I was so tempted to be like peanut butter and jelly and then not respond to any of the <laughs> like, ensuing comments. But yeah, well, I left know, some things are better left that way, but some things are not. Uh, so one of the other things you you i just want to give you like my quick rundown of like yours and i's dynamic um like i met you a thousand years ago and this is how 80 percent of the podcast go is fucking the old pirate pirate. it's such an it's such an iconic place and and this benicia and pirate are so heavily like combined but i met you at the pirate dude that that's you're wrong we didn't meet at the pirate we met Miss Jones's math class, well, that's bro. True. Your fucking oh, dirty ass stinky right. green sweatshirt. And I love Miss it. Jones. <laughs> Miss Jones, about man. That. What yeah. a fucking saint she is. And I was yeah, you were was the I, TA, I was you a just TA, sat there right? in the dark with your hood up. Oh man. Mrs. Jones is one of three teachers I had that absolutely took an incredible amount of energy and time in their lives to make me a better person 
And all I did was make their lives miserable. And for some reason, they saw a spark of hope in me. And despite me and all of my efforts, decided to divert an incredible amount of time and energy into you making know, me a decent that's, human. That's what. And she's she a is fucking an angel. And you angel know what? For like, that. I will always. She, you know, she did a lot for me too. Um, but you know, she reminds me of everything that my mom is because my mom did the exact same thing for me. Um, and Miss Jones does that for people, and like that kind of person is just like so. It's it, it's rare, man. Absolutely, and. You know, like, we both had rocky starts in life, but I was such a fucking flaming crap pile when I was younger. And I, the first time I met her, I was walking, it was sixth grade? I think it was sixth grade. It was the last day of school. And I wanted to get a jam box, and I wanted to play Alice Cooper's, like, School's Out for Summer. Yeah. And I wanted to be that guy. And I didn't. So, so I was just leaving school angry and full of angst. And I was walking where I shouldn't have walked, and this car came swinging through the parking lot, and I stopped, and I started yelling at her, like, hey, I'm walking here, because I'm fucking 12 and a half years old, and I own, I own the world. Uh, well, it was Miss Jones. She doesn't give two shits. So she threw that thing in park and got out and started screaming in my face, listen up, you dummy. You shouldn't be walking here. You got to be watching what you're doing. And I thought I was on top of the world, so I was going back and forth with her, and, and she put me in my place. And my favorite thing is she ended it with, and you better be fucking careful because I might be your teacher next year. Boom. Seventh grade, Miss Jones. <laughs> she fucking called it, dude. I feel like she may have made it happen, but I had her seventh grade. She was, and, dude, she was, she was know, seriously like a huge part in my life. She was, she's tough love, but I needed it and I absolutely didn't want it. And so, I had her and she saw all of my, my issues, struggles and problems. And in wanting to help me, she said, listen, you file for a TA position. I'll make sure you get a TA position for eighth grade. And she was like, if you want to sleep, sleep. If you want a TA, TA. If you want to do homework from other classes, you do whatever is going to make you a better homework. person or help you get through homework. life. Homework? Were you going to do homework? Like, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she gave me the option as like a fucking sweetheart. I mean, 50% of the days I just fell asleep in the corner. And, but I needed, yeah. dude, I needed sleep. I was growing every two minutes, every dude. You were, you're a fucking tall dude, like man. A year. You're way faster. Jesus Christ. And it was all in middle I school. Know. And she, she let that happen. So I, I forgot. And do my memory is not good. Uh, I don't remember half the people I graduated with. I don't remember what I yeah. did last week. It's very selective. I, but so I, I, I forgot that that was where I met you, but I, Sometimes things are brought to my attention. I remember them. Sometimes not. But I do fucking remember that. I just glazed over it. But anyways, short story long is we really like connected. Yeah, via the, the pirate was like the the brooding ground for so many great relationships. And like, you know, we didn't think of it at the time. But like, dude, we we made some friends, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. And like friends would just, like friends that were outside of pirate always ended up being in pirate. That's also true. They just come hang out. They would kind of work. We work. They would like, you know, they'd either be like there, like when they're way too drunk in the middle of the night, they'd show up in the parking lot and do stupid shit. Like it was just like it was, and mm -hmm. it still is. And like so, there's there's two sides of pirate. I think there's the the family friendly like you know restaurant that everybody sees on you know Yelp and you give their reviews, and then there's the 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 stewing culture of youth and uh, like nightlife that 
exists in the pirate parking lot. And it's super cool. And Absolutely. like that's you know, that's definitely something I'm gonna take to the grave with me is pirate. Yeah. It was very cool. As far as like income and job goes, not good. As far as like making especially for me, like making meaningful connections has always been my greatest detriment. Uh but that that was my first instance and as the more I look back at it, the more I appreciate it. That was my first incident instance of being forced into making meaningful connections and it was like well, just dude, wonderful time honest, after like, wonderful you know, time. The pizza's good. And, it's a decent food. It's not like, you know, super gourmet pizza. It's not the most delicious food in the world. It's not the highest quality, yeah. but you go there and like the the experience and like the memories for me, the memories and the uh, the um, how do you say it in like English? Um, the uh, the f- uh, the environment is like it's more important. It's better. It's like okay. the be- it makes pizza taste better when you go there and you have this like experience behind that. And you know what? Absolutely. Yeah. It's and like I'm dude. Me too. Pizza and you know who life, really is pizza pirate for life is Shane because it's tattooed on his arm. Hell yeah! I just ran into really. His I didn't even know he had a brother. <laughs> Uh, he has two, if I'm not a total dingus, but, oh, uh, well, yeah, no, Adam, no, I remember sure. Adam, he's refinery. He works right? at plumber, the, uh, plumber. Formerly known as maybe now he's running the Meineke that's down the street from oh, my house cool. in Fairfield. And that's how I bumped into him. And he was like, Hey, how are you? And I was like, good. Have <laughs> I been here before with my S10? And he goes, no, I know you, you know, my brother Shane. And I was like, Oh shit. shit the bed. The bed. I haven't seen you in 10 years or something, but <laughs> Oh, that's dude, that's a good one. Dude, and like, go. oh, fuck, man. Speaking of pirate and speaking of shitting beds, Paul, man. Dude, boss what is that? Where in the, like, screw where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Paul DeCross? Paul, and I used to make this jokingly as a comment all the time. Paul was always my favorite psychopath because his brain was on a different yeah. wavelength than everyone else. And I say that as a guy whose brain works in a different way than everyone else on planet earth. Dude, Paul's in a he's in a different galaxy. Something, uh, man. He's it's all realistically. That wasn't, I was saying it as a joke, it turns out that was the reality. He's not mm. well. Uh, he was fun as a person to work with. And I think that he actually has some real issues. Uh, he's, Last I saw him, which wasn't that long ago, he's like, he's living outdoors. He's uh, trying to get by, you know, sleeping outside. And he doesn't, not particularly oh, healthy. sad, man. It really is kind of heartbreaking because when you look back at it and you're like, oh, this is a guy who's, who's unimaginably entertaining because he doesn't see the world like I do. And some years have passed and it's like, well, it caught up with him. And I think he really did have some issues and I don't know if he knew it. We didn't really see it. I was yeah. I feel kind of guilty actually. Anyways, Cause it kind but... of fed him on sometimes. Yeah, but he, it's, it's hard. That's the, the best part about seeing him now is I'll see him and he's, you know, he's living outside, living in the streets and, but I can bring up shit from the pirate days and he's just fucking, Boom, half a second, and he's right on point, dude. Like, I'll see him outside at, you know, at the Chevron at 3 a.m. or something, and I just go, whoa. whoa. And he just doesn't even fucking see me. Just right, <laughs> right off the bat. Wow. And then he'll start, like, 
he picks his head well, up like a fucking him, goose looking for bread, and he's trying to trying to find. It. So he's like he's still lucid. He's still there. I just I think he's got some issues, but like I'll have small interactions with him every few months, and it's always like a really nice flashback of like, hey, we used to have a good time. Yeah. We used to have fun, and we definitely had know. some golden. He's times, a strange man. case. I, I you know. I wish for some reason, like I, I like there's so many things I wish I would have just like remembered more, like had a video camera or something. Um, right. Like I wish I would just would have oh, had, God, yeah. be able to maybe in the future one day we can like extract like recorded imaging from our brains. But I would like to see like myself in like in those times again, I would just like to relive, not relive it, but like just kind of review it. Yeah, watch it like an old VHS. That's a good way to put it. And I like how you say VHS. The, uh, like your your brain and my yeah. brain are on the same wavelengths, man. Cassettes, VHS tapes. That's the way to go. You got to rewind, yeah. man. <laughs> As is this theme with the the podcast of going on these incredible tangents. Like, I wanted to touch on the pirate thing because when we became close was through pirate, and when we established a serious relationship via the pirate. Like, Oh yeah. You were a bigger fella. You were young. I mean, you were fuck, I don't know, 15 or something when I met you. And I remember, you know, that was the, the LJ that I knew. Like you were a little bit portly. You had this crazy long, like laser straight, yeah. like native American hair. And, uh, so you went from that, which is, you know, that's the person that you are. You went to the opposite Super of that, scam. which was, I don't think we've ever, I don't know we've ever actually discussed it. And if it's something that you want to glaze nah, over, dude, I'm perfectly fine glazing over with it. But you went to the opposite end. And I just want to like give you my perspective and my rant. And then I'd love for you to, to chime in. But like you went from being uh, on the heavy side to ferociously yeah. skinny. Uh, and I, and it was funny, like, as your friend, a guy that was working with you every day, like, you were big, and then you were less, and then you were less, and then you were skinny, and then you were less, and then you were less. But again, like, kind of like the Paul thing, like, I was too young and dumb to understand what was going on. And then we went on the Mexico-Mexico oh, so trip. And that was a great trip, but I remember we fucking rode 13 hours the first day or something, and... I'm not a big dude. Like we pulled over and I weigh 150 pounds and I'm six two, And like, I'm pretty sure I ate 11 cheeseburgers and you're like, I brought yep. special K and you had a fistful of special K. And we, we, my, I don't take pictures ever like an idiot. And we, I have like four pictures from the trip. And I remember coming back from the trip and there's a couple of pictures and you're in it with me. And you're just yeah. like, you're crazy skinny. Yeah. Uh, unhealthily skinny and then some and that was when it really hit me i was like i just rode with this guy for days on end hours and hours like and it was cold we were burning calories and you almost ate nothing and then looking at the picture i was like i wonder yeah if dude, there's something there going on was there. and you well looking back a fucking 1000 percent duh but i was so dumb and young i was like i don't know he's just skinny he's just doing his thing and that trip really kind of solidified it for me. And then very shortly after that, you went on uh, – You, I think you had realized what was going on and started making steps against that. And I remember you, like, went from being this guy that was crazy skinny and then you, like – I think you were seeing someone, like a dietologist or whatever the word for that is, 
and you got like hella yeah. balls deep into olive oil. You're like, yeah, I got to I got to eat 6000 calories a day. And you were doing shots of olive oil. And it was great because you were making progress to get better. And but the thing that has always been intriguing about you is you get into something and someone normally will get into something and then be involved with it. Well, like you get into yeah. something and then you take it to 9000. And you're like, okay, well, I need to burn. I need to ingest calories to get healthy. And my stomach's the size of a fucking pea. So how do you get calories? Well, olive oil is a great way. And that was what you were told. And you're like, but there's virgin and there's extra virgin and there's Italian and there's Paisano and there's Quiteriri and there's Japanese. And so you were like olive oilologist for a long time. And then you got from olive oil into food, into nutrition, into cooking. And so it was really like I – am remiss in that I wish I would have said something because you're a person that I uh, am friends with and care about, but I'm very grateful that you figured it out on your own and went on your own path. And so you went from big guy to horribly skinny down this path of nutrition and food, which took you down culinary lessons and whatnot, which my disconnect is you went from cooking and being trained as a chef and getting into all that and working at the Michelin star restaurant in St. Helena, I think. And then there's this jump to Japan. So that was one of the things I wanted to run past you was like, was food your jump to, uh, you know, I think there was two parts of that. What made me involved. Oh, hold on. First, uh, I want to touch on like the whole like super skinny Joseph thing. Um, so I totally had an issue with food for a long time. Um, I got into like, cause when I was, you know, I was big yeah. and I wasn't like, like just big. I was like really big. Um, and so like that, I got a lot of like bullying and stuff, not bullying, but just kind of like, uh, what do you, what's the word for it? Passive aggressive stuff. And that kind of got to me after a while. And it, it wasn't like a conscious thing. It was just like hmm. little by little, I was just like, man, like, you know, Belden would always say like, Oh, look at his childbearing hips and shit like that. And, uh, and so, like, shit like that would, it right. didn't, like, hit me at once. Or at the time, it wasn't really an issue. But, like, slowly, it just kind of, like, built up. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm just going to stop eating. And so I did. And that's basically where I was. And I just, like, wouldn't, I just wouldn't eat. I'd be like, you know what? I don't need it. Like, I have, I have, I have reserves. It's all good. Um, and so that continued and continued and continued. And like you said, like, I, when I dedicate myself to one thing, I do it to 9,000. And so I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah, thing so with not it was eating. Definitely like a backwards yeah, thing. Up. Like beforehand, too much. And then I was doing too little. And then I was doing too much of too good of a thing. And uh, it became like this obsession with food and like over and over. It was like, like I, it would just take over my life, man. That was like all I was thinking about. And uh, since that was all I was thinking about, both. Was eating or not eating? Yeah. So like doing it okay. too much or not doing it too much. Like it was just so, it was just, it became part of my life. And it was, it honestly, it's like one of the things I really regret. Like it took so much out of my just daily living. I watched you. Yeah. Drink that's tea pretty much what I was for like did. a year. That's what I did. And that was, you got really into tea and you're like, Hey, check this out. And I was like, Oh, that's, and it was a, just enough distract. I don't know, I'm making excuses for myself, but it was just enough distraction for me to not say anything. Yeah. That's like, always oh, been like really a weak point tea. to me. It's like I pick I something, know. and it's not like I like consciously pick it. It's just like I'll be like, oh, this is cool. And then I'll think it's really cool, and then I'll live it. Like it becomes life. I think it's a, that's an admirable trait 
with the right. exception of like getting caught on the wrong thing. But I will say, not eating that is being whole, a thing that, that whole experience did in. link me to going and getting into like cooking and like like you know the importance of like you know food in your life. And so, yeah. Can I, can I ask? Is it like, was it? How did you come to that revelation of like, I, I feel terrible because when I look back, it was so fucking obvious. But yeah. Like, I was watching you as my friend die, and I never fucking said anything. Like, I feel bad about that. But how did you come to like the revelation of like, did did somebody no, call man, you my, out? My or parents did you just kind of figure it out on your own. Like, my dude, as so far like, as like people that go through this, like. I've never experienced it before, and I don't know like what, my parents what is the right way to me go through it, and they watched me day to day go through it, you know. Yeah, and so like they were the first ones All to come out did. and be like, yeah. "Dude, you're not eating anything," and I was like, "Yeah, okay, you guys are just being judgmental," and I, you know, I put up my stupid wall, and I was just like, "Yeah, you guys are fucking retarded." It's not. It's yeah. It's not yeah, me. Also, it's you. It's kid, like you so know, nothing's harder. my fault. Um, and so it wasn't until like I actually. Of course. I, I guess, like, I really felt like I was going to die. <laughs> like, I actually, I actually was just like, dude, like, Damn, I harsh. can't stand without getting dizzy. And, like, it's just like, why is this happening? Oh, it's like, no core. shit, I have zero in my stomach. And so, like, from that, right. like, on the other side, like, when I was, like you said, like, I took, like, olive oil to 9,000, you know, it's just like, I need calories, blah, 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 blah. You know, I did that, and then I did it too much, you know? Like, yeah. I did it to the point where I would get sick. I would just be like, oh, man, I ate way too much. I just ate, like, two extra-large pizzas mm. on my own. And now I just feel like garbage. And, and, and you know. And so, like, there, for me, I think the hardest point in my life has been, and still is, you know, it's it's finding balance. Balance is such a valuable thing that you can't teach anybody. Sure. It just comes naturally. And some people don't have a, you know, most people I, I feel like don't have trouble finding balance in life. Um, it's not like a, it's, it's kind of an inherited trait and it's something that I just had been um, weak with. Um, yeah. So that was, that was, that was pretty much, like you said, the turning point for me was just like, you know, like I got if, if I want, if I want to keep living, if I want to live a long life, then damn, you got to start eating. that's that's a complicated one and it's i love talking about these sort of things because your perspective versus my perspective is so different um and that's how it is with every one of these you know instances and it's you're the first person that i've known personally where it's like you know you can read about eating disorders online and so this person's bulimic or this person is this or that and then you think like as a regular person that hasn't had an issue with it, I just think like that doesn't make any fucking yeah, sense. It's Why easy would to you say, just right? not eat? But then I was involved with someone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so easy. When you don't have a fucking problem, it's really easy to sit outside and fucking cast your judgment. But then, like I said, I, I'm shamed because I watched you go through it and I never had the stones to realize it or say anything. But it's like, it's, and what I have tried to educate myself in is like, an eating disorder it totally is. seems to be a mental disorder. And it's not that well, fair enough. And I don't I you've been through it and I haven't, so I want to be cautious with how I phrase yeah. my, my wording because I have not experienced this. I have never experienced having a fucking kid, so I can only just speak out of conjuncture, you know. But 
it seems to be a mental thing, which is like, it's not the food or the lack of food. It's the, the self image or the self deprecation that seems to be the issue. And it's like mental issues are very frequently just swept under the rug. And it's, it's kind of, I mean, I didn't know what to do with it as a kid. And I, I'm so grateful and glad that you fucking figured out your life. Well, yeah, you, no you, know, you said like, that you situation. Know, um, like mental health is often sweeped under the rug parts of it. Right. And like that actually brought something up because I told you about like how like Japanese uh, society is very like, you know, um, you know, they're open, they're kind of like forgiving, but they're also like, you know, they have a lot of weak points. Um, healthcare root and, mm-hmm involving what uh, no mental health is extremely backed up here it is not good there is no resources for people with depression there is no resources for people with um any sort of mental instability out here it is probably the worst place to go if you have depression issues which is it's funny that i say that well it's not funny but i mean like there's no reason to be depressed out here because you can walk around and drink beer and whatever (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, so there's, they have their own, like, you know, <laughs> that's in, it. It in, makes everybody happy. <laughs> inner solution here. But, um, like for people who are suicidal, who are, um, mentally unstable, just need somebody to talk to, they don't have any help out here. And I, I was saying that, like, things out here are changing, like the smoking okay. and stuff. And this is also another thing that is slowly changing. I'm starting to see a lot more of support for people, um, who are mentally unstable. And, like, it's kind of becoming a, clear thing alongside you know the the acceptance of like lgbtq and things like that so slow changes are happening um they should be happening faster i think but you know it's not something you can really push anywhere you can't push that and it is uh like how society is is out here um but like when yeah sure even in like the you know state side like throughout my minuscule life of 31 years on this planet that like when I was young, shell shock was the term and then it became PTSD. And now, you know, it went from one thing, shell shock to something else to PTSD. And like the acknowledgement of the fact that like, if you go to war and you kill or people are trying to kill you and then you come back home, like just the general acceptance of like, Hey man, not everyone, but a lot of people get fucked yeah. up from that kind of stuff. Like the Vietnam War, people went to Vietnam and they fucking lit children on fire with napalm and they came back and they're like, now you work for the Postal Service. Everything's great, you bitch. Like that's not an acceptable – and people were spitting on soldiers. Like yeah. in 40 years, we've come so far as far as acknowledging the – if you acknowledge the fact that these things exist, that's step one. Two is like – Try and help some people out. So it's like, and dude, we even have. in my and lifetime, like, you know, we've come so it, far it, in this The only thing we can do is look forward because it really is, I think it will get better, uh, both in Japan and both in the U.S., I'm hoping. Um, like, I think, like, as a, uh, a civilization, we are, we are slowly, and this is hard to say, but we're slowly getting better, but we're also slowly getting worse. I guess it's kind of like a weird seesaw where, like, one side's going up and going down at the same time. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Right. No, it does. There's always a, a given. So you get better in one thing and you lax on the other. Japan finds a little more support for those people out here because I don't know 
recently like real statistics but i know that the suicide rate in japan is extremely high and that's not just because like you know it's not like samurai seppuku or like you know like the i dishonored whoever and i have to kill myself now it's not like that it's like people who are um they're well, i mean in, like in the, the in last, last like decade i would say it's gotten better but you... like like there still is not enough support for people who are um like lonely or you know the bullied at school and so there's a lot of cases like sure. that you still see of like kids being bullied and i'm talking about kids like 11 year olds being bullied at school and they kill themselves and it happens out here and like people jumping in front of trains right. out here it happens all the time i don't know it, how many times i've been on a train where it's been stopped because the the train ahead of it a person jumped in front of it holy shit yeah that's crazy. I, you know, cause that, I know that that happens out here, but I don't know that it happens enough well, that I a, know anyone there's a lot who has more ever been out on here a train and there's also a lot more people that in stop place. because of suicide. Um, but like, I think, yeah. Yeah. But still like, I know zero yeah, people that have it, ever it's, been it's, on that's a train like, where you know, someone you see that in front of it. On the news and you're like, uh, here he goes again. Like, it's not a surprise, which is, it's, it's, it, you know, it's super sad to say mm. that. And, yeah, it's just like it sucks. But on the other hand, um, regarding healthcare, aside from mental healthcare, um, healthcare is amazing out here. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, physical, physical healthcare because they want you to keep living and working. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care if you're happy or not. Um, like, sure. seriously, like when I was paying insurance in the U.S., um, like you know, you get like the typical whatever. Well, I don't even know what it is anymore. Like Medicare, Medi-Cal. Yeah, so I was doing that. And like, I, when I go to the doctor, I'd have to fork out, like, yeah. you know, 80 bucks for my asthma medicine, which, like, it's like, where's the discount? Right? Um, out Right? Mm. And so, out 80 here, bucks like, was the discount. as a foreigner, yeah. first of all, I was allowed to be enrolled in their national health insurance. Uh, it is national health insurance, so everybody gets it. It's all included. Pay your taxes, you know, whatever. It's it's part of it. Um and so for the first time, I went to the doctors and I got my asthma medicine and it was $3. The same medicine, exact same thing. Um, and then I decided that um, Holy smokes. I would you know, go to the dentist and I was like, man, how much is that going to cost me? And I went to the dentist and they said, oh, let me see your, uh, your health insurance card. And I was like, okay, why? I wonder why. And I did and I paid $11 to get a cavity removed and cleaning. $11. $11, dude, and I can oh go whenever I want. And, like, people go. They, they they make use of it, man. And they make use... Oh, yeah. Well, that's... It's that's like $200 or $300 right? to get a cavity fixed here. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Every time, every time uh, I've gone to... I don't know. I haven't get anything done time. to dentist in the U.S., I've always looked and it's been like, yeah, it's been like $200 for whatever, but also the insurance covered it, so I don't know what it was outside of that. But anyway, like, it's so good to the point where people sometimes, especially older people, will abuse it. Here's a funny story. Um, so this, I, I read this somewhere, but like uh, an older person, their their doctor was nearby the grocery store that they like to shop at. So what they did was, is they called the ambulance because they said they weren't feeling good. They got a ride to the doctor's office, got checked out. They were fine. So they got to go grocery shopping without having to pay for the bus fare. Dude, but what the that fuck? Just, that, is... that just shows you how brilliant people are out here. 
So I have a friend that was in a motorcycle accident, was not seriously wounded, but was scraped up. And they forced him into the ambulance. He specifically said he didn't want to get in the ambulance. They brought him to the doctor's office. Nobody saw him for 12 hours. The doctor saw him. He said, I want to go home. And then he left. And they go, you owe us $35,000. Damn, dude. It's just for the ride, right? They didn't even clean his wounds. But it was per per hour in the doctor's office and the the medical ride to the hospital. And there was no way he could get out of it. And he had to pay it off over the course of 10 years. That's crazy. Horrible. Alley bell. Yeah, pros and cons for sure. But yeah, pros and cons, man. Pros and cons. Now go on. So how did you? No, it's, all, it's it, that dude. It's the time. It's oh, the time gap, man. It's like there's so much time between <laughs> us right now. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What time is it there? Traveling. How did you go? Good. It is. Uh, oh, so twelve now a.m. It's the 10th for you. Sunday. We're technically we're Sunday morning. Great. Welcome to the tenth, man. Because I've been yes. in the tenth. <laughs> I've been in. The, I've been in the tenth for uh, like thirteen hours now. <laughs> I started this one hour ago. It was yeah, so 11 p.m. Welcome to the future, man. It's great tonight. over here. Saturday for me. Sunday for yeah. you. You yeah, made we're, it. We're going to be good for the next, I don't know. I'll the planet's still alive. Bad. We're all right. And I was trying to like, it's nine hours or 13 hours. If I need to go forwards or backwards. But you're, you, it was going to be you Sunday day and yeah. me Saturday late at night. Dude, do that's what, it's great, and like so, it's it's awesome for me Time because travel, like dude. I'm terrible about remembering people's birthdays and stuff, and so it'll be like, like oh shit, today is my sister's birthday, and I'll get a message from my mom, and be like, tomorrow's your sister's birthday, don't forget, and I'm just like, no problem, <laughs> no big deal here, <laughs> yeah. So I have that. So like Mother's I Day, I had a 16 hour birthday. window. It's like I'm terrible at remembering <laughs> days. Like I, I remember my sister's birthday. And yeah, that's it. Um, but like, you know, I got that grace period and I need it. So I'm, I got lucky out here, I guess. Yeah. I need that. Cause I have my, both of my brothers, uh, and neither of, I, I don't be even the year. know what month my fucking parents are born in. And I also, I don't know how old either of my parents are. Like, eh, I'm fucking bad. Even my girlfriend. She's either June or July, seventeenth mm. or twenty seventh. I'm pretty sure. It might be sixteenth or twenty sixth. I don't know, but just I'm just open. I'm like, listen, man. And I, I think don't it's know. hard because so like they expect you to remember, but it's like, okay, how many people out. have we met? How many expectations to remember do we have? Yeah, dude, yeah, I'm not a smart person. And I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm like, like, listen, man, I don't remember like, these things. So, like. Hi, I'm I can Matt. I can live where I need remember. to live. I can so let's just you know, start off on the right foot. Exist, you know, you know. You know, previously I couldn't exist because I couldn't figure out how to eat. But like, I can figure that out now. Oh, I made it. That that <laughs> I made it now. But like, you, you made know, it. You know, it, it took it. it took time. Um, <laughs> that it's all part of the journey, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the on the show. Is like, we all make our different journeys, and we all go our different. <laughs> ways in life and and like yours has been you know fought with ups and downs which is interesting but it's not like doesn't make you that's not the only thing about you that i want to talk about like 
you have had some. Uh, dude, some the hiccups, thing about hiccups, we all have. Yours the thing about hiccups like is like hiccups are great. And like, I'm assuming like hiccups mean challenges. Hiccups are something that make you a better person. And like, I am yes. so fucking proud of the man I am today. And like, I couldn't be there if I wasn't challenged the way I was. If I didn't have uh, the family I have and like the, the people I have su- supporting me. And like, Good, you know, dude. like that's something I would. I, Hell yeah. You know, regret is like a really strong word. I don't regret a damn thing in my life. Um, I regret just, you know, I don't regret decisions because it got me to where I am today. I don't regret anything. Um, Yeah. That's a good way to look at it because even the bad decisions and terrible choices I've made, like they have made me who I am today. So I'm glad that I lived through them. But. I would oh, take yeah, that totally. one step further by saying there's a couple of things I wish I did different. But as far as, like, for me, it's personal. Like, all the bad decisions yeah. I made, I'm glad I made them so I could learn my own lessons. But there are some things that's like, when you're going through your thing, I fucking wish I would have spoke up because oh, yeah, it doesn't dude, always win up with easily people died. Like, you I'm, just figure I'm it out on your own. sure. Like, if I, was, if I continued doing that and I, you know, didn't have, like, some sort of, I would have been dead. There's no way you can live like that. Without a doubt. So, Yeah. Mm-mm. So you you go from like I don't want to focus on the, the dark times, but like you went from that to uh, food uh-huh. and nutrients and nutrition, and, and then through culinary school. So after I what was your kind of finished Japan culinary land, school? So like when I went to culinary school, I never actually finished because um, I got a job halfway through, um, and I thought it was a really really rewarding career. Um, so I, I left school just to start working because I was like, why am I learning to cook when I'm being paid to cook? Um. Yeah, yeah. So it was a Michelin restaurant. It was a really, really and a, high and a great place, class restaurant. Yeah. You're the one that told me what that was. Yeah. You're like, it's a one star um, Michelin restaurant, and I was like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. You're like, well, there's a one through five star restaurant, and then after that, then there's a one through three star rating. It was like exactly there. So there was a dress code to end. Literally, there was a dress code to door. enter the restaurant. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't yeah, own so that's, enough to make so it So yeah, inside. so for that reason, I was like, yeah, man, this is a career. This is where I'm going to be. Pretty dope. Um, did that for, what, like three three years, I guess. And, um, you know, through, yeah, through that, years. I learned a lot. I met a lot of good people. I actually met my first wife that way. Um, yes. And so. Tracy Son? No, no, t- totally good, dude. I don't know totally if Son is the right thing to say. I just like to say it. Because my buddy Alex is dating a, uh, I think she probably really Japanese likes that her name actually. is Sachi, and I just like to call her Sachi San. And I watched just enough anime to know that's that what I, you I say. Think to that's people, what you're supposed to say, but that's also basically what you say to anybody guy, so. who is not you, and you're trying to be polite. So, yeah, yeah, you're good. You're no. good. You're good. There's nobody's corrected me so far, so I feel like I'm doing good. When I started calling brown, like Mexicans cabron, like they correct you real quick. Because yeah, I was told asshole. that that means dude, and that does not mean dude. I think it means asshole. Yeah, I was told that it means dude. So I was like, what's up, cabron? And then, like, yeah. that's cool you can, until you, you can get really a new piss guy. some people like, off saying dude, that. Don't fucking say that to me. Um, but I've been saying. It, yeah, no, they, it doesn't they last do long. There's a lot of. Uh, uh, what would you call these people? And they seem I don't to know how to say, like, like you attach to the names of people. So you have, like, a lot of them. You have, like, some, which is, like, the like regular, like, okay, like, you talk to somebody who you're trying to be respectful to, and then you have. Uh, like Kun, Kun is like you talk to like little boys. You say like, "Oh, Matt Kun, 
You're like a little kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. So yeah, it's like exactly. the younger like Johnny. In, like, in English, you mostly just like, had a Y. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. And then the other, the other yeah. hand, there's Maddie, like Johnny, Chung, Joey, which is like the same thing as Coon, but like for like girls mostly. If you want to be an asshole to a guy, you can call him nan, nan, like whatever Chang. Okay. Um, and then there's. Okay. Uh, let's see what it is. There's Sama. Yeah, yeah exactly. So exactly. Sama and is then, just but, like respectful? But, like, is but it like I wouldn't like say like that respectful. Kind of it's just kind of like regular. Uh, it's okay. just like what you should say. It's expected. If you want to be like Mr. Mrs. kind of thing, you want to say Sama. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I know that from so like, like enough. I know that from, so like, you know, Yash. Saying like, Whenever somebody says God out here, sama. they don't say God. They say Kamisama. Kami means God, but Kamisama means like, oh, most respectful, hmm. high, uh, majestic God. So Sama is like a really big, it's a really, really respectful. Yeah. Interesting. And so that's, that's yeah, I don't know what you call that okay. in English. Like the, the, the things you attach to names or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure there is. It's something that I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but there's a word for it. I don't fucking know what it is. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> me neither. So you're definitely and I not. In didn't the wrong. leave, so um, I have no excuse. Saying, <laughs> Asachi, you said Asachi san. Good. Asachi san. Tracy san. Sa- Joe san. Uh, Asachi. Asachi san. Tracy san. Joe san. Hell yeah. So, anyways, like, how did you? Um, what was your fucking? So I jump out to came Japan out here because a because of her, and b because uh, the restaurant I was working at was Japanese, and so that inspired me to learn Japanese language, and I decided, mm-hmm. okay, well, obviously restaurants are not a place that I think I could continue living because a it's the the overtime is just obscene and like the amount of yeah this is still Napa. Still in the states, though, right? This was in. Were you in? Because my school was in Napa. My school was in Napa. So oh, so you finished were, in Napa. Sorry, I think I missed something. Met Tracy, and then we worked at the restaurant, the the Michelin restaurant, mm-hmm. and then I got. This was the Japanese restaurant. And I was like, I was super interested in it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna start living. And sh- oh, okay. Well, you probably couldn't afford to go there because I couldn't. I never to went go there. there, so I didn't know that it was Japanese restaurant. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I didn't have the clothing to get inside. Yeah. You invited me a couple of times. It's like, no, dude, I'm a fucking bum. <laughs> uh, to this day, I well, didn't know it was, it was it's like half Japanese. So. Okay. Like I said, never went there, well, so they, I didn't, they I didn't know what they were. They're Michelin slinging fucking Michelin things. star burgers I don't know, or like steaks. Or we had steaks. I don't, or... I don't want to get too far into the food, but like it was like steaks and then like some like Japanese flavored pasta, I guess sure. you'd say. Um, we just used like Japanese ingredients and mixed it with like Italian okay. food. It was it was actually a really cool restaurant. Super uh, good. The owner was an amazing person. Um, and so anyway, he, he inspired me to be more int- well not to be but he inspired me to learn more about japanese culture and so that's what i decided to do from then on um i got into like like japanese like really really like you know at home japanese food like so you get like you know you make rice and then you have like curry 
rice curry. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's Japanese. Not like Indian curry, but Japanese curry. And then um, things like like trying to make like sushi at home, okay. like I did it. And so um, that kind of stuff was just like sure. It, 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 well, it was it was it was exciting for me because like Japanese step food by and step, then, like, man. What sounds we were like brought you? up on is so different, you know. And so, like, that's still why I'm like so excited yes, to be out here. With, like, true. food is because, like, you know, it's always it's always something new. It's like, oh, I've never eaten like cod sperm before, and it's delicious. But like, we don't eat we don't eat cod sperm. Sure. Which so like so Japanese is like take a thing, make it better, make it delicious, and then perfect it, and then spend like. I feel like there's oh, a Japanese sure. guy out there that has been making cod sperm since the day yeah. he was 11. And he, he is the master of cod sperm. And so when you say, like, oh, you want a cod sperm <laughs> sandwich? Like, fucking no, dude. And you're like, yeah, but this guy has been yeah. working on it. And his father worked on it. And his father's father worked on it. And so this is the yeah, best but, thing you've you ever had. And, you and that's the thing. It's, it's like, so that's where I think going to change your life. Here. That's, I think, you know, okay, you said earlier, like, remember, I pick one thing and I go, it's like, 3,000% so cool. into it. That's what they do out here. That's what they do. And so, like, I think this is a great place for me Absolutely. to fit in because of that. That's, like, my mindset out here, too. So, yeah, man. Anyway, so, I after, agree. where were we? We were in my life. Uh... Oh, so, okay. So, I... Michelin so restaurant, no money, trying to get no money, Japan. right? Because I worked at a restaurant. <laughs> Cliff and then notes. Decide... Exactly. Yeah, so moved sure. moved back no to, to my mom's place in Benicia, the US. Um, it's abysmal. With Tracy, and then we lived there, and we were commuting to Oakland because we both had a job in Oakland at that point. I was working at a ramen restaurant um, because I was interested in Japanese food and wanted to keep doing that. And uh, the ramen place was really good. And she was she had opened well, not mm-hmm. open, but she'd helped to open her own restaurant out in Oakland. So we were commuting from Benicia to Oakland. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, trying different, different restaurants, but we, uh, it was but separately closed. So I was walking places. a lot and like commuting by foot. Um, and this was like right around the time of like the first black okay. lives matter thing. And so us being in Oakland at that point during all that was not really okay. like the best place safety wise. Um, but you know, so that was, that was just a little side story. Sure. Um, so we did that for, I'd say like maybe a year, year or two. Um, and after a while, it's just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really focus on like my, my, my interest in Japanese culture, like not just food, but like, I'm actually interested in learning the language and stuff like that. And so, um, I enrolled in, uh, like Japanese classes at DBC for a little bit. And it was like within the first, like, of studying at DVC that like a recruiter from the college that I actually ended up going to out here had come to DVC to give like a, uh, you know, whatever, like a recruiting kind of message. And I I took the pamphlets, I got like the, the, the the information and I took it home and I was like, shit, man, like I might actually do this. Like, what's it going to take? And So what was the the guy? No, no, it was, was like it was recruiting. Like, this is this Japan? is Temple University. Like, it's an American college, college, but we the... have a satellite location in Japan. And like, if you want to study, yeah. So if you want to study 
in Japan and you're interested, it's kind of like oh, okay. if you're interested in doing like a, a study abroad experience kind of thing. And so I was like, yeah, I'm interested. And like, you know, I don't really have the money, sure. but like, you know, like, you know, you pay up front and you make money later. Right. Kind of thing. And like, I never thought I would be staying out here. I knew that I wanted to be out here. And, uh, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go in. And so <laughs> I did it. I took the loans out. Um, and I, this is, I stayed. And so I came out here and, you know, at, at that point stayed. I was married and she was in the U S and I was here. And so like relationships are hard, man. Like when you're long distance relationships, I don't think are a thing that really actually work. I kept saying Absolutely. like, yeah, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And after a while, even beforehand, it was just kind of like, you know, our communication was not a hundred percent, which I think is really important in a relationship. Um, our, I think regular relationships are, are nigh impossible. Like some, well, some people make thing. it happen like, sometimes. Most people do not ever. And you both, you, you both start adding in variables. It's like, not yeah, like one of you can be trying hundred percent like, and the other person can be like, eh, maybe. So like the thing for me was, is like, you know, she's a great person. Sure. She's great. Yeah, exactly. She's great. And, and she, things there's need to no, go right. There's and no go perfect. Um, like tension between the two of us. Totally. And we both agree. We're like, you know what? We both have separate goals. Well, we have nice to choices hear. that we want to see happen, things we want to do. And if it doesn't line up, then it's not worth it. It's not worth wasting the time. It's not worth wasting the effort, the energy. Um, and so that's when we were just kind of like, you know what? It's better to not. It's just like, it's better for both of us. And there's no animosity. There's no, ooh, that's a good hmm. word. I haven't used that one in a while. Animosity. Um, there's no animosity. And so like, it, it worked out really, yeah. really nice. And like, that's I hope fantastic, the best. Man. And, um, you know, that's, that's that. And like, you know, again, it's like, it's, in, it's an experience from the past. It's something that I'm glad happened. Um, but it, it did what it did. It was part of it. That's cool to hear because, you know, like I said, our, yours and my communication has been very limited recently and then uh, audibly has been no, none. But like, I got to know you and I got to know Tracy a little bit and it was, it was a, as an outside perspective, oh, it was like, oh, well, she's Hello? Japanese and LJ is getting Matt. involved in this. And then you took it and you ran it to a... Th Matt. Yeah. You hear me? Hold on a second. Can uh -oh. you hear me? Sorry, I got pressed my button on my phone. <laughs> Can Sorry. you hear me? Good, good, good. I got still, waiting for a second. Yeah. No, it's okay. I'm still here. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> I'm still here. So it it was funny for me because you and Tracy started doing your thing, and I got to know her, and you guys were both working in Oakland, and you got really heavy into the Japanese food and, and culture and whatnot. And she, as a Japanese girl, started doing her thing. And then you went to Japan land and kind of went off on your, your separate courses. And, and I, you know, like I always ask people for the podcast, like, is there anything you want to talk about? I specifically ask, like, is it something you want to avoid? Uh, and you said no. And I think it's really nice because 
Oh, more, more I think it's great man. that you guys no big deal. are Between on us. decent terms. I've never broken up with a person. I've that's amazing. I've never broken up with a girl that I didn't marry, and I am like, hey, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Oh, that almost never happens ever in my life, and I've never married anyone. So you know, I try to. I want to try and be respectful, but it's it's interesting that as a Japanese girl, she's running a spot in Oakland, and then as a, a white American dude, you smashed out to Japan land, and it's like, I think it's fantastic that you guys are on decent terms and and have decided like, hey, this was a nice thing. It didn't work out. And for me, like, one of 150 reasons I don't want to get married is it doesn't always work out. So why do why do a forever? And I'm a very bitter, salty person, so my perspective is very skewed. But it's very – if there was more people like you that says, like, hey, we tried a thing. It didn't work out. Let's move on. I would be more inspired to try it. But there isn't a lot of cases like that. And I think that especially with when you get kids involved, like – if you have kids and you're married, don't fucking stay married because you want the kid to be happy. Like if you're unhappy or things aren't working out, it's okay to separate. And there's like so much, even like America is the land of divorce, but like even still we look down on divorce. And I wish that culturally would change where it's like, hey, if it didn't work out, yeah, you know, we have this thing called divorce. Yeah, so and that's the thing. People think about bad. too much, man. Like, they just... Move on. Next song. You know, it does. You know, it totally moves on. There's no change. reason to, like, hang yourself up Life on the moves past. on. Because, like, you know what? Like, like, your heart keeps beating, right? Like, why should you stop everything else any just sense because, like, you know, you had one little issue? It's like, we get over it. Yeah, or many issues, or a, a lifetime of issues, or years worth of issues. Like, there's so so many things and complications to, until death do us part, dude, if you gave me a fucking blank check and said, pick a car, $1,010 billion, yeah. pick a car. But see, that's the thing. Said, it's like, those words, those part, are just, that's like, no, just, it's just words. I don't want it. Until death do us part, right? It. Like, that's, like, really? Life is, like, way more deep than words. Yes, and that's, like I said, it's one of 150 reasons why like, I don't want to partake in the subject personally. But, like, I think it's very admirable to admit, like, hey, this isn't – we tried a thing. It didn't work out. Let's move on. And I think it's awesome that you guys did that. And Not at all. You know, like, you don't – And, like, the important thing is, too, is, like – Okay, like a very infrequent – Like, I – It's very I, respectable. You know, I moved on, you know. I, I met a lovely – lady out here and we dated and we ended up getting married and i'm currently married out here for the second time and i'm 100 percent happy and she is 100 percent aware of my history and she holds no like grievances or issues with it she accepts that as well she thinks the same way i do and so like being able yeah Oh, and that's so. That's another thing. It's that's like fantastic. with my I whole past of like you know, the eating thing huge. and like whatever. Like, there's a lot of secrecy involved in that, and like living in like kind of a dark, like shallow world where you're hiding a lot. Living in, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, like, sure. I think the only way to really a lot of people would hide that be able to take life what it is is to be open, and you have to communicate, and that's where like 
like for me, like communication above all is the most important thing in life. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's awesome, man. I think it's fantastic. So just, you know, recently in like reestablishing communication with you, like I know that you already married with this, you know, new her lady, name is, but Midori. I don't, you probably have to always, Midori, which means dumb, it means green in Japanese, the color green. Midori. And that's the reason it's so saying that. Because I'm going to give you green. my bartender's perspective is there's an alcohol. Exactly. Midori. And she's sitting right next to me. Midori-san. Midori. Konnichiwa. Hello, Midori-san. Konnichiwa. Matte ga. Midori-san, arigato. Konnichiwa. Thank you. Konnichiwa. Thank you. Uh, Midori-san, arigato. That's good. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm here with uh, see, with my wife. And I just her said sister, C. So my this is for Spanish. <laughs> she sounds like a sweet lady. Whose name is? Yeah, her name is Anzu. Uh, Anzu means very cool. Uh, apricot. Midori and Anzu. It rings a bell. What is that? Oh, I'm gonna. So right now I'm using headphones, but I'll put like you on, uh, on audio so everybody can hear you and you can talk to them. Dajobu. In Japan, in Japanese, you okay, say konnichiwa. Sure. So give well, me a how, second. How can I say hello in, in Japan? Japanese. Can you hear me? Oh. Okay. You're, yeah. you're, okay. You're live right now, man. Konnichiwa. Yes. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Okay. Konnichiwa, Midori-san. Konnichiwa, Anzu-san. So Midori and Anzu, they both, <laughs> they both can understand English. That's not, nice to talk to you. Well, give a shit, dude. Okay, well, I, I still want to put an effort to give a shit. So, Saki no Hanashi. I did. That's why I said, you know, Kanichua Midori san. It's very polite. Yeah, it's very polite, she said, when you say san. You learned it from anime. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I hope so. I learned it from anime. So. <laughs> I try. I try to learn what I can from where I can. And, uh,. Other than, than Joe here, I don't... Well, Joe and Spencer, I have two friends in Japan, but I have very little exposure to the language or people from yeah, So Japanese Japan, is not so too hard to learn, I don't... I, I would I don't like to learn. So. I'm always really? interested in learning. Well, Even like I'm Japanese, but like it's hard to meet. <laughs> I, for me, it's difficult because the... the le- what are the characters? The characters are completely different. So Spanish or German or Italian, uh, these are all similar characters to what yeah. we use in English. So I can break it down and find some similarities. But the, none of the characters are the same. So it's the only Japanese that I hear is uh, uh, heard or, or audible. So it's it's very difficult for me to well, try think, and understand dude, it or think, learn honestly, it without... Like you could taking a course a which i have never done like the, all this corona shit and you're like stuck at home dude take advantage learn an asian language maybe not japanese maybe korean or something like that it's it, it just takes like time you know like i'll give yourself like two or three weeks and you could learn mm. like how the, the writing system in japanese not all of it because it's huge but but there's there's basics that you'd be able to like figure out sure 
it, that's a big jump. And I, I, I need to get out there. Like you have invited me out and Spencer has invited me out. Like I need to get out to Japan and then see what it's like and, and talk to the people. And, but it's even with my like Spanish, yeah. Spanish is so easy compared to English and there's so many similarities, but all of 90% of my Spanish is spoken. So if I, I can speak much more Spanish than I can write. And when I see a word written yeah. down, I don't know that I know the word, even though I can understand and speak the word. So it's, there's a big, I mean, as with all languages, there's a big jump between spoken and heard uh, and then written language. But there's, like I said, there's there a is, big, big disconnect I'm between Japanese and, and English because the characters um, are completely different. It's a hard jump. Nice to meet you. Um, Whatever works. So nice to meet you guys. There is a big jump. And those are sucking. <laughs> Uh, there is a big jump so in like learning languages, but like what one thing I did learn in um, in like studying my in school is that like there's there is a reason to study language like formally, but there's also like a huge reason not to. Like hmm. pros and cons, but if you literally just want to come to Japan and talk to people, well, there's pros and cons. To you don't need to sure. study. Because you don't need to read anything. Everything out here is written in English. Also, right. Well, as a, an American, sure. But like, I took two years of German class in school, and I spent two months in Germany. Yeah, and I learned. And so as that's much where like learning by exposure is the so language much more beneficial. Two years of realistically, than studying. But. Oh man, it's a thousand percent more effective. But it was nice to have like that baseline of of uh, for me, like spelling and writing is very important, and it's very nice that maybe everything is written in uh, Japanese and English yeah, I in think, Japan. But like, I don't know. I feel like if you go anywhere, you need to learn. I think some more language. importantly than and learning it doesn't, the language itself, it doesn't take a lot to learning show the culture. Respect. Especially you know? in Japan, because there is a lot of like, um, like things that we do out here that you don't do in the U.S. Like, for example, taking your shoes off before you enter a room. Um, yeah, that's very popular in a lot of Asian cultures. Yeah, so that's like taking Korean the time and... to like learn that above the actual communication. Some other places, a lot of people services. <laughs> So like, yeah, sure. Showing that you yeah, are paying that's attention a huge and thing giving Japan a fuck. Like, I think you know, I kind you, of you a, have tattoos. I have tattoos, and like you know? tattoos historically are kind of like a stigma out here. Um, there's a lot of histor historic hmm. relation to like the gang groups out here, yakuza. I'm sure you know them. That's um, very interesting. And so, like for that reason, like I have a nice big fish on my arm. Hmm. And I can't right. go into, uh, like, the really nice onsen, which is, like, these hot spring baths that are just, mm -hmm. like, amazing. Um, I have had the experience of going into them only because I uh, covered it up really well and kind of, you know, played the I'm a foreigner card I didn't know kind of thing. But, um, like, it's just... be I, Okay. 
No, no, no. It's just tattoos at all. They, is it they because look of, at it as, you had a tattoo at all or because um, you had your specific tattoo? Historically, and I learned this recently. Well, not recently, wow. but I learned this. Um, a long time ago when there was a criminal, they would, in order so you could recognize like that that person was dangerous or like not a law-abiding citizen, they would mark them. And it historically was on their face, tattoos were. Um, and so now they associate with like the crime syndicate out here mm. called the Yakuza. Um, they associate tattoos with that. And there's a, a few other things that like they'll indicate. Right. But like tattoos are the big one. And so tattoos are taboo. You will see Japanese people out here with tattoos that aren't Yakuza. They're just like young people trying to adopt Western culture. But um, yeah, so that's one thing that I was just like, oh man, like I, like I, I wish I could sure. experience more of the Japanese culture, but I have tattoos, so like I can't go into these like amazing hot springs freely. Yeah, so that's kind. It is, man. That's so funny because, like, especially as Americans, like, there's so many koi fish, and uh, I'm gonna butcher this because off the top of my head because I don't know what it is, but it's it's not Miyazaki. There's a the oh uh, uh, the name? Japanese uh, artist that did the traditional oh, hold, hold kind of ocean Is waves. It, you know what I'm talking about? You may not. I know. I know. Nanka nami no. I don't know. Hokusai, Hokusai, Hokusai is what it's called. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So that style they both of helped because I couldn't remember so... either, but I know. Hope thank so. you, Midori san or, or Anzo san. Uh, thank, thank you both. Um, that style is so popular in America, which is very funny because like our people want to get this tattooed and they want to get the symbolism and the words and, and the characters tattooed on themselves. But it's very yeah. interesting um, to go to actual Japan. It is like, a funny country, but really like America has a lot of good there. points because it is so Our country is like, a funny mixed. country. That is a huge thing. And like America is great because they are so different. And like I came I with Dori to the US in December last year. Um, yeah, dude, anytime. Um <laughs> Oh, what the fuck! Thanks for coming by. No, it, it was short because, like, I had to get back to studies, and like, she had to get back. <laughs> I'll to work, ignore so. you anytime. It was really just no like problem. seeing family. <laughs> um, so we came back and we went to Rayleigh's, dude. Fair. And it's we went right. to Rayleigh's, and Midori had said that like she'd never seen so many different kinds of mm-hmm. people in her life. She's like, there was black, brown, white, yellow, purple, orange, green. Like they were all there at the grocery store. Yeah, and Benicia's not that mixed, right? Like, you and you guys were in Benicia, right? And so she was that super is... duper surprised. She was like, "This is no, so cool." Benicia's like eighty five. And so that just white. kind of like sparked a thing in me. Like, you know what? Like, Japan is it's beautiful, but it kind of says like Japan is just a... like really, really. It's just Japanese That's beautiful, people. and then the occasional white dude like me. And so. That's where America right. really shines, I think, is, like, it really, sure. really is a melting pot of just, like, culture and, um, like, roots. Like, there's no, like, one American. Americans are Americans. Black, white, brown, purple, orange, uh, glow-in-the-dark. Like, whatever you want to be. That's what you are. You're an American. And so that's, I think that's super cool. <laughs> Oh, 
That is yes. pretty cool. Especially if you bring her to places like we went, fucking Berkeley or San Francisco where like there's a Chinatown, there's a Japan town, there's a it, Korea town, like Of course. It's it is kind of a, a amazing place that we have. And you know, we have our issues and our problems, but like when I was in Vietnam for a month, the two weeks hmm. in, I was like, I haven't had cheese in two weeks. Well, Vietnam doesn't have fucking cheese. Barely. They barely have cheese at all. And then it was like three weeks in, it was like, I've only had Vietnamese food for three weeks. And then four weeks in, it was like, yeah, we're in Vietnam. If you want Vietnamese food, that's fine. Do you want Italian? Doesn't exist. Do you want Sicilian? Doesn't exist. Do you want Korean? Doesn't exist. Do you want Japanese? Doesn't exist. But you got everything. And then I come back to fucking Benicio, which is like an 85% white community of upper middle class people. And it's like, we have, we got Mexican, we got Italian. We got Japanese. We got Chinese. We got fucking everything in between the sheets. And it was like, holy fuck, dude. America is so dope because you can get any kind of food that you want. And we went to a Vietnamese restaurant in Vallejo after we got back from our trip. And, and I remember having a conversation with the guy, like talking to the guys, being more open now. I was like, hey, man, this is this phone number one on, on Highway 29 or whatever that is. We're talking to the guy and said, hey, this, this fucking food, your guys' food is so bomb. It's better than most of the Vietnamese food we had in Vietnam. And we got to talk to the owner, and he goes, yeah, man. So in America, I can get good ingredients. I can get real onions. I can get real uh, beef. It's like Vietnamese, they depends have to, on the day, Vietnam, like we, we have to make. deal with the ingredients that they have available. Yeah. So, Sure. And it's an impoverished country. And, and America is so much more wealthy and has so much more access to other things. Like, oftentimes, you can get better Vietnamese food in the States than you can in Vietnam. Not always is the case, for sure. We had some life-changing food in Hue and in, in a couple other places that was bananas good. But it's all about the resources that are available. But coming home and being like, Dude, tonight I want fucking al dente pasta from an Italian. Tomorrow I want to get some fucking street tacos straight out of Jalisco, Mexico. And the day after that, right, dude, I want to get some Vietnamese food out of Hanoi. And it's it like, really America is. It's has, like you know, we it's have like going everything, to like your favorite dude. like it's, all you can eat buffet and like having it's pretty glorious. Like everything's good. It's not just like mediocre shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I'm, yeah, Dude, but like, it's not so a Tokyo's, shit buffet. It's a real, actual Tokyo's food. pretty, like, global as far as, like, food goes. Pretty dope here, like, man. But you have to it leave is, it to is. appreciate And there's a lot of people that. here. There's a lot of foreigners here. Um, and so, like, the one well, thing... that's a big city. So, Italian food out here is really fucking good because, you know, as Japanese people take, like, one thing and they do it 9,000%, um, they do it good. And, like, the pizza out here is holy good, depending on the restaurant you go to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, we have options for, like, crazy fucking good food out here. The one thing I will say that they cannot do, and it is impossible, and we'll never be able to do, probably, um, and I've, I've, I've searched hours and hours and hours, uh, is Mexican food, unfortunately, is garbage out here. It doesn't matter where you go. Dude, that like, is- I... Have that literally craved a fucking every single super time burrito I travel. or street taco or just like fucking like, Mexican food, I mean, like just, just fucking Mexican food, man. Like you can't buy fucking corn tortillas out here. You can't. Oh no. 
That's oh and my god, dude! It's funny because when I travel, the thing that breaks my heart the most is the lack of Mexican food. And as like a United States citizen and a California native, it's funny to leave my country and my hometown and go to places. Dude, my like, biggest regret is that the country that I neighbor, they're not making food there. Like I have no allegiance to California. Dude, I miss food. the fucking like, goddamn oh, God. taco truck. What I really could crave is a California. No, I fucking miss Mexican like, food, fuck, dude. Dude, so good to eat it, way. Like, dude, dude I miss so much. The one like, in town. Holy is shit! So like, good dude, way. It, so what good I wouldn't give for fucking green and red sauce and a fucking super burrito, <laughs> fucking loaded. Can't do it, dude. You can't can't get it out here. And there's no green sauce. There's no tomatillos. There's no green fucking. Sauce, so good to eat it. God damn it. Corn tortillas, fuck. But hey, but but, dude, right? And like, what I will say is like, you know, if I really wanted Mexican food, I could make it at home. And That's like, I'd love to make it at home, and I can get everything I need to make it at home, except for fucking corn tortillas, dude. Fucking corn tortillas. God damn it. God fucking damn it, corn tortillas. Like if. That's the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do that. Um, well, I'm oh, glad there that was one thing I want to tell you. Oh, so, 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 so speaking of still. food, let's talk about um, ramen. That's all I got. How's that sound, dude? Dude, the real ramen, like yeah, absolutely. Holy fucking shit! Just the king of ramen. I, I, I shit you not. Like ramen is, is it, so, is so it... different than what you think it is, or you know what the typical American thinks it is. Well, what I know of ramen is it's a yeah, you're wrong. cents a packet. So, and a 75 case is like $4. So, well, yeah, I could assume the same of anything that has ever existed. If you get a, a meal that is representative of a country, that is, if you worked at McDonald's for well, one see, the hour, thing about ramen you guys, is there's, you could there's, buy 45 of them. There's two, I'm going to assume that that's not like, the right way to approach that like food group. Facets of it. So, ramen is, yes, it's cheap. And there's instant ramen, and then there's ramen that you eat at a restaurant. In the U.S., there's not a lot of, like, real ramen restaurants. And I say restaurant very loosely because in Japan, ramen is basically fast food when you're way too drunk to do anything else except eat. Or you're in a hurry to get food. You go to a ramen place. They're incredibly small. Um, They're incredibly dirty. Um, But... They're so good. So, for example, today for lunch, uh, my wife, my uh, sister-in-law and I, we all went to this like place that hmm. specializes in, and I say specializes very loosely, in extremely spicy ramen. And so, like, it's not like dried noodles. It's not like, it's, it's like fresh raw, like, you know, like fresh okay. pasta. You know how it's like kind of moist and like it's, you know, you, you, you cook it for like a minute and then it's done. Yeah, so it's that kind right. of stuff. And they do it, and they ask you, like, how, like, what do you want? You basically say, like, what you mm-hmm. want. I was like, I want really fucking spicy soup, and I want really fucking tasty, I don't know, like, noodles. You basically just say, like, what you want, and they just do it. And so it's not like a tip, and, like, you pay through everything through, like, a like a, okay. a vending machine. You put your money in. Sure. You get, like, this ticket. You give the ticket to the person at the at the counter, and they're like, okay, what do you want? Because they don't even, they don't even really read it. They're just like, "What do you want?" <laughs> it was basically it's basically just a transaction. 
And uh, yeah, so yeah, so today we had ramen, man, and it was like it was kind of a realization again. It's like fuck okay, man, you can't get this in the U.S. You can't do it. It's 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 hot. It's rich. It's like the noodles are chewy. They're nice and like they're not chewy. They are chewy, but they're chewy, and then they're like they have a bite to them. So it's like an al dente chewy ramen, which doesn't make sense. But dude, like, there's no words that can describe like actual like street ramen. It's like it's like trying to describe nope. describe a street taco to like somebody who's never had a taco before. Hmm. And it just doesn't sound good when right. you say that. You're like it's tortilla divine, and dude. chicken and so and oh green. So like, and like also out here. Ramen but it's is not fucking expensive. Divine. It's not meant to be expensive. You go there and you spend. That's awesome. Like you know, for lunch, you, six dollars will get you a fucking bowl that will keep you satisfied for the entire day. And it's one bowl, and it's like, okay, you want some meat? We'll throw some fucking meat in there. You want an egg? Throw an egg in there. You want some vegetables? <laughs> awesome. Are you trying to be healthy? Yeah, fucking throw that shit in there too. Yeah, dude. And so like, ramen's cheap, and then you have things like yakitori, and like you know. All sorts, that's like, dude, awesome. the food is just like that's that, that's one of the most exciting parts about being out here is like the food, the variety, um, the, the, uh, fuck, the lack of Mexican food kills me though. Yeah, but yeah, dude, like, <laughs> it's all food. you know. You got to have the one con, man. I think about about three years now. Yeah. That's wonderful, man. And I, I think it's great. And you've been out there for three years, right? Sure. Oh, so that's fun. And um, so what is it like with yeah, that's, you that's just a have to topic. keep a working visa? Or so what is it like me, staying out there? As a foreigner, um, while I was in school, they, would, they sponsored my visa out here so I could stay. Um, once I graduated, though, they gave me a three-month period where I could uh, look for a job. And so mm-hmm. I was doing that. No, 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 it's not. And so basically you start your job hunting way before you actually finish school. It's and I of kind time. of did that. Um, but, you know, like I was slow on that because I thought like, oh, I'd find a job. No big deal. Um, when I graduated, I didn't have a job. And so what a lot of foreigners do out here is when they need a visa, they will work at like an English teaching school. Um, and I tried that while I was in school and I did it for probably a year and I hated it. Teaching English was the most boring and unsatisfying thing ever because half the time your students didn't actually want to learn English. They just wanted somebody to talk to. Um, And so I pretty much swore off the English teaching uh, industry and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I could work in restaurants, but I didn't want to because it was not rewarding and, you know, both mentally and financially. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It, I don't think anywhere anywhere you go, it's going to be the same with restaurants. It's hard work. So it's similar it's hours. As it is. Here it in is the depressing, but at the same time, I have so much appreciation for the people who do it because, damn, that's depressing. Well, that's that's why I say yeah. it's depressing because it's fucking excruciating work on your feet all day, literally in front of fire, in front of hot oil, in front of cast iron and steel, and you're slinging fucking food, every single person on planet Earth needs to eat consistently, 
or and they, they don't die. appreciate you. They don't appreciate and the person behind it's the excruciating work environment. They appreciate long hours and low they appreciate pay. what they're putting in their mouth. And if it's wrong, then they're going to bitch at you. No, right? Yeah, this is no, either immaculate well, or okay, I'm sending so they it won't, they won't send it and back out here. But I was just hoping that it'll just leave it a be different plate of food and be like, oh yeah, I'll pay for it. Well, still, as far as pay goes, like Not I would even. love for I don't even know minimum wages out there anymore. Thirty an hour plus. But anyway, but the reality is, it's like half that. That's not bad. Well, comparatively, what it was when I was working uh, prior, which was well, what eight, 12, eight, eight seventy-five. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh shit! But uh, yeah, so eight, oh, I started with six seventy-five, son. Oh yeah, so career-wise, um, back in my day, so the English teaching. <laughs> approach was not really meant for me and I really didn't want to do it but I knew if I had to stay out here and I wanted to stay out here that I would have to suck up and do it um and so I was really like stressed out after graduating trying to find a job and luckily really luckily um my wife and I decided to get married at a time that I was able to gain a visa from from her and she was able to sponsor my visa so she sponsored me while I was looking for jobs and while I was kind of not able to find. Okay. So I had a little extra period there. Um, and so I tried a lot of different uh, work opportunities. I actually ended up working at a brewery for a while out here. Um, just a little back note. My wife and I really, really like beer. And so we, we, oh, we almost cool. on a weekly basis, we'll go out to different places and breweries out here. The craft beer industry in Tokyo is insane, by the way. Yeah, I was going to ask the the craft yeah. beer industry in the states is well. So bananas, Japan is taking a like huge Vietnam, like hit on uh, like what country, the U.S. So is doing, and so you see a lot industry. of breweries out out from the U.S., especially like things like like the like the really like small end ones like Rare Barrel and things like that. Um, you'll see it out here uh, occasionally. It's fucking ridiculously expensive because it is imported, um, but you'll hmm. see some of the American stuff out here. But also, you see a huge spike in independent craft breweries out here. So, sure. yeah, we have a ton of great, great, great beers out here. And, like, you, it's hard to explain, but, That's like, awesome. you'll, you, you have to come out here to just, like, see. Um, it's flavors and, like, things that I'm sure that you've experienced in the U.S., but, like, having a Japanese perspective on it and being like, oh, wow, this is made from Japanese barley. This is crazy. It's really cool. Yeah, so we, we that's that's like basically our hobby. Every weekend we go out when we're done work. Um, so I started oh, working cool. at a brewery. Um, it was good. It was fun. Um, but the boss was kind of crazy. She was like a middle-aged um, ex-journalist. So she had a lot of opinions on everything. And it she promised that she would get me a visa through the job. And it fell through. It didn't work out. Hmm. And so I had to quit because it was illegal for me to work at that point under the visa. And so that's interesting. Was that like, um, because she, just she had, didn't realize the amount of uh, actual work it takes or to apply or for like, a visa for a sort of thing? And like, she just kind the... of like thought it was an easy process and that it could be done in a day, which it cannot. Um, and so okay. I spent probably like six hours at the immigration office trying to figure this out. And then they told me that, oh, right. she just gave you the wrong 
paperwork and you can't be here. And so, yeah. So after that, um, I went back and luckily I still had this like sponsorship of my wife's visa. Um, and I started really looking and I couldn't find anything. I did interviews and this was right when Corona really started like hitting hard here, uh, like mm, April or May. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Hmm. I was having a hard time finding a job because nobody was interviewing. Nobody needed workers because they were trying to get rid of workers. Okay. Um, and so what I ended up doing was reaching out to the school that I graduated from and the career sure. counselor there. And she really, really helped me out. She was like, you know, what? I'm going to look out. I'm going to hear, I'm going to try and seek like any opportunity. I was like, you know what? I'll do anything. Um, I have no experience in anything other than restaurants really. And she's like, okay, well I'll, I'll, you know, I'll reach out and I'll see what I, what I have. And she ended up getting in contact sure. with a company called DSV which is actually a logistics and uh, like shipping company. And mm-hmm. so um, she, she, she gave me the information for the, 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 the branch owner out here who is actually an American. He's been in Japan for about 30 years. Um, and I emailed him and I was like, man, I have no experience in logistics or warehouses or anything mm. like that. I have no idea what I'm doing. And he's like, that's great. How do you feel about learning new things? And I was like, well, you know what? Since I have like literally nothing but zero, like I'd love to learn things. And, you know, honestly, like personally, I really like I because I graduated from school doesn't mean I want to stop learning. Like I really want to keep learning. That's life, right? And so this guy who I talked to him and he was actually stuck in the U.S. at that point, even though he was like the branch owner of the Japan. Um, He was like, hey, like I want to talk to you. And like it sounds like you have the same story as me. Like I came to Japan when I was 30 years old with zero experience in anything. And I want to learn more is what he thought. And he's like, I'm going to give you the same opportunity. So here you go. And so I got, I ended up starting at um, a Mm. warehouse, which just outside of Tokyo took me, it's about an hour commute by train for me every day. And uh, I went to the warehouse every day. I learned like how warehouses work and the computer systems. And eventually I got a promotion to uh, manage the inventory department, which would be like managing the intake of goods. And I did that. And uh, he saw more in me and he's like, I want to promote you to sales. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I'm at now. I'm running uh, the American and like Western division of sales in uh, Japan for this company called DSV, which is actually a huge company. Um, they operate, they're, they're actually, it's a Danish company. So it's a Danish company that has branched out to Japan, to the U S. Um, it's super cool. And like, I'm so fucking lucky for this opportunity. Like, holy shit. And like, I, I actually really like it. It's, it's, it's every day is a new experience. Like <laughs> I never thought that I would ha- be that's awesome, dude. to wear a suit and tie every day, but you know what? I put one on and I, I fucking love it. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, it was it was a journey. I never thought I'd be where I am hmm. doing what I am. That's awesome, dude. Still learning, man. What a trip. It's It's cool for me to see you go through, you know. I'm still a dummy, though. When I met, when we really kind of got close, like we were both just fucking dummy slinging Zaws. And, uh, 
Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot myself. You know, just because I'm doing a fucking podcast and working part-time at a bar doesn't mean I've got it all figured out. But it's like, I like doing the podcast because I get to talk to people and reconnect with people and have, like, long-form, meaningful conversations with, with different people that I've met throughout my life. And it's like, it's it's very cool to hear your tale of, of like, being intrigued in the Japanese culture and then getting involved in, you know, through food and then getting out there and, and establishing yourself and making your own connections. And it's like, I think it, like adversity is a great way to kind of describe this whole thing because it's not like you went out there and you're like, Oh man, I can't wait to be the, the head of sales department of this company for a Japanese American. Yeah, business. dude. Like I just, I honestly, went out there I trying to make food with no and sling noodles and, and do. learn the no culture of the language. And, here still. and like, I'm just, but like, I just want to say, dude, like, I'm so fucking blessed to be where I am and to have, and like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people like, like, you know, my family and like Tracy and like my wife now and like all those people, like it was a journey, dude. Fucking journey. I think it's very important, uh, but some oftentimes very difficult to admit all of that, you know, like. You had your your previous wife and your family and your current wife and your current situation. Like, it's not easy. Oh to no, talk I'm, about I'm that kind getting of stuff. dinner ready. <laughs> what are you guys fucking? But yeah, dude. Oh, that's another problem bags? in Japan. It's a fucking here? amount of plastic fucking packaging they use. <laughs> Sorry, what's going on? It's here? like seriously, you get like a fucking bag of potato chips, and in the bag of potato chips, there's fucking bags of potato chips. It's like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> but it makes, I think like, it's drunk munchy so fucking hard. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's a lot. But I, I think it's very, very cool and very interesting, like, to admit all of the steps that we have to take in life to get to where we're at. And it's not always something that is nice to uh, admit to. And no. it's not always a clean, like... You know, I was broken. I pulled myself with my bootstraps and blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck that. That's not real life. Like, there's ups and there's downs and there's bumps in the roads. And you think that something's going to work out and it doesn't. But it turns into something else. And that was like, that's my greatest analogy for wanting to have you on the show is like, or, you know, the podcast. As few people as listen to this, but as far as me wanting to have like a, a meaningful conversation with you, like, your journey is interesting and intriguing. And it's it's inspiring because nah man that's that's things don't need to go according to plan for the end result to be nice you know like life is strange and and difficult and I'm in a good place in my life but I've had a long journey in, of misery to get here and I don't want people to overlook that I want everyone to know as many people as I can talk to that like. I'm in a good place now, and nah, this is man. temporary. Like I think, unless it's not, dude. Things and things suck. Things just suck. I'm happy now. Things doesn't will mean I was, suck, I've been dude. Like happy. The, the like, challenge never ends, bro. Like things suck. The end. Like this. Yeah, I had a shitty time. There will be more shitty times. There will be a lot of more absolutely. And so, like, that's why I think it'd be fun to like reconnect, like you know, a bit in the future. Let's like fucking do this again. Where like we just talk. It's like okay, this is a this is like two months after we spoke last. Like, oh, fuck, I'm no longer the sales department lead, dude. I'm fucking making pizza here. <laughs> <laughs> dude, right? 
Who fucking knows? Yeah, dude, Japan Pizza Part. Who knows, That's dude? Great. You start your own J- Japan Pirate. All above. Japan of Pirates. I don't know. We'll have to talk to a good old Pat. <laughs> I don't think show. that the franchise is international, so you should be safe. But but yeah, dude. I mean, like I have. I mean, like there's there's so much old I'd Patricio. love to talk about, and like but... there's more you want to hear. <laughs> like anytime. But anyways. Well, on or off the podcast is irrelevant, but a big part of the podcast for me is going through and talking to people that are important in my life. Yeah, for sure. I need to do these conversations uh, with people that have affected my life. And I haven't done this previously. And the podcast is a good inspiration for me to do this.